0: How are you feeling about Corey Lindsley? We knew he was gone. I mean, Corey Lindsley, like a month ago, was like, I'm going to be snapping the ball elsewhere this year. And now it's going to be the L.A. Chargers. As Rowdy points out, the Chargers are now the Packers of the West, uh, just collecting everything they can that uh, once wore a green and gold. But Corey Lindsley is a great player. He was the best center in football, football last year. Now the Chargers, they got him.
1: RJ, do you see the Green Bay Packers... <laughs> Drafting and developing a player, letting him go and then re-signing him, in Casey Hayward. I mean, they <laughs> signed the, the Chargers signed obviously uh, Brian Balaga last year. Yeah. Now it's Corey Lindsley this year. Mm-hmm. The guy draft and develop Casey Hayward. Yeah. They have a chance to sign him back, probably for they cheap. They do.
0: Will they? Will the Chargers sign Jamal Williams now too, Rowdy?
2: Maybe.
1: He's available. <laughs> he is available. All right. So it's, they're running back. Justin Jackson Ah, and. um,
2: Well, they were all injured this year.
1: Yeah. Um, Eckler. Austin Eckler.
2: I like. I thought. You're really going to add the third running back of the same exact guy?
1: (laughs) Eckler is more of the speedster. Pass catcher, but yeah, <laughs> Jamal Williams doesn't necessarily profile to a, a hammer.
0: No, no. Hey, Herbert's gonna have a nice time with Corey Lindsley giving him the ball, though. I like Justin Herbert. That guy's that guy looked pretty good last year. Uh, but on the Packers side of things, with uh, Aaron Jones inking up that new deal, obviously Jamal Williams was the odd man out, and he went to his Instagram to you know pen a letter saying thank you for accepting me for who I am and letting me grow into the man I am today. Yada yada yada. He just you know thanks Packer Nation. So Williams and Jones. Is
2: that the Fergie song. <laughs>
0: I was actually listening to some Black Eyed Peas the other night. So, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones came into the league together in 2017. They teamed up to give the Packers a production of 1-2 punch, Falcon punch. <laughs> Especially the last two seasons, Jones had more than 3,000 total yards and 31 touchdowns, while Williams posted... Uh, 1,400 yards and nine tutties. So with Williams out of the picture, it's now up to uh, A.J. Dillon to be that second back to take on the increased role, who only had two tutties and 242 yards. But remember, he was out a little bit because of uh, the Rona. And when he wasn't out, my God, the big J's were salivating all over his uh, his big, thick thighs and his booty because it was uh, impressive. That dude would probably squat all three of us and then some together. So, boys... With Jamal Williams now, you know, I mean, he hasn't signed anywhere, but he's said goodbye to the Packer Nation.
2: Wow! So next that, move that the just ba- means the front office has been
3: like, yeah, yeah it's not, I mean, it's not happening, dude.
0: So are we satisfied then with the punch of Jam or I'm Jamal guess, of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? Dillon looked very good, especially in that Tennessee Titans game. But moving forward, is this the answer? Moving forward, I mean, you have you have kind of a two different backs here. You have the Thunder and Lightning. Uh, if you will, of the at was that Lendell White and Chris Johnson,
1: to a degree,
2: to a degree, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Until Lendell White got on the Eddie Lacey plan before oh, Eddie yeah. Lacey made it his plan. Yeah, man,
2: yeah. man blew up. <laughs> like, well, remember Lendell, on, like, Lendell White? Hundreds of pounds in one. We season. had
0: the <laughs> update. He he got off of uh, Patron. Remember, when I had that story, Rowdy, a couple weeks ago that Lendell White dropped like thirty pounds by just stopping drinking Patron. So, anyways, but we have the. <laughs> We have the thunder and lightning punch now, or hopefully we have it. Is this what we're uh, satisfied with going forward? Do you think the Packers are going to have to do
2: something here to uh, shore up that backfield? I like what I saw near at near the end of the season out of uh, uh, Dylan. You you saw him start to see the field a little better. I think. I mean, he looked like he at least was punishing tacklers whenever. He was going straight up the field. He wasn't the guy who was trying to make somebody miss. He was trying to hurt you for getting in his way. Going to hurt you. And it, it seemed like you could put the ball in his hands and pick up that first down in the short yardage situations.
1: I feel like even if you just look at the backfield and you don't even uh, you don't even analyze AJ Dillon and you just look at the fact that the Packers re-signed Aaron Jones for four more years. You should in theory if Aaron Jones stays healthy should have a good running back whether AJ Dillon becomes anything or not for the mm-hmm. next 3 years if he stays healthy. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah that's a and good now point. you add AJ Dillon into that. He's the 6 foot 250 pounds <laughs> guy that's going to run between the tackles. You saw Hell him really yeah. featured in just one game against the Titans where he ran all over in the in the snow game. He was
0: running wild, right? But I
1: mean when you go back and look at his combine numbers, he put up some pretty damn good combine numbers when it came to his forty, his shuttle times, his bench press, all of it for a guy that's six foot two hundred and fifty. Wasn't he the
0: most used running back in the NCAA for Boston College? He was right behind. I wasn't. It, it was it like was JT, and, Like yeah, him and right Jonathan him. Taylor
1: have the biggest usage in college coming out. Yeah,
0: AJ Dillon was the most used back in college when he uh before the you know his final year. Before and that he was came the out. knock
1: on him, but look at Jonathan Taylor. He looked uh, pretty good as a rookie. Yeah. Obviously AJ Dillon didn't really get to play, but what we've saw, there was nothing that you could say, well I mean, he's he, gonna be
0: a bust. He yeah. beasted on Derrick Henry. I know they don't play on the field at the same time, but that was awesome to see. Look at this. Uh to Rowdy's point, AJ Dillon, I'm looking at that, pro football reference. Six foot, two hundred and fifty pounds. I click on Aaron Jones, 5'9", 208 pounds. We got the thunder well, and I lightning. Think,
1: I think we're kind of stressing a lot right now that it's, you know, this thunder and lightning. You're going to have Aaron Jones on the outside. You're going to have A.J. Dillon on the inside, and Aaron Jones is going to catch all the passes. Uh, A.J. Dillon has shown in college a little bit at the combine and a tad this year that he can catch the football too. He's mm-hmm. he, he's not he's not a goat paws no he, he, he can catch it a little bit too yeah. so I think uh to your point right he had two catches for 21 yards and I mean yeah that's tiny but, size. He, but he barely Great played average but he barely
0: played he barely played
1: but he, he has shown in the past that he can catch the football too so it's not necessarily yeah. 100% that he's only going to be the running back because when they had nice. Jamal Williams and uh Aaron Jones both those guys showed that they could catch the football and that was uh pretty rewarding for the Packers' offense.
0: Okay, small sample size, but we're going to go with it. Two targets, two catches, 21 yards. That's good for 10.5 yards a catch, and his catch rate 100%. The dude's got, uh, to Rowdy's point, he does not have goat hands. He's got
1: the immaculate hands. Well, if they they play A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones roughly kind of like they played the Jamal Williams-Aaron Jones tandem, I wouldn't be surprised if A.J. Dillon had 20, 25 catches. I mean, he's good enough to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And listen, dude, he has shown nothing but, I mean, besides, well, he also caught the Rona, so he's three for three. So he's got, dude, this guy can catch everything, man. This guy's a baller. I'm excited to see what A.J. Dillon can do, because when we first drafted him, or the Packers first drafted him, I think we all, I mean, did you like the pick at the time, or was it, because last draft seemed like a head scratcher for a lot of things. In hindsight, I guess they knew what they were doing, I guess, like taking, Aaron Jones give him the deal, say goodbye to you know Jamal Williams, and then having A.J. Dillon, the sauce, be the guy.
1: At the time of the draft, I thought the second round for A.J. Dillon was a reach. I thought he was probably closer to a third-round value. Now, if Gutekunst knew that he was going to be losing Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, or both, it makes more sense why you would have taken him in the second round, mm-hmm. especially if it's a guy that you profile that you like. Yeah. Because I, I don't think... I don't think they take a guy like A.J. Dillon with the season that the Packers were coming off of in 2019, knowing that they could add receivers, knowing that they could add some guys on defense without thinking that this is your guy in the second round.
2: Right. Yeah. And I, I, I'm i with you there. I, it was like at the time it was puzzling. Then you just started trying to do the justification. You're like, well, I guess we don't have a back like him on the roster right now. and We're <laughs> going to kind of need it. Uh, But yeah, at the time it seemed like one of those where you're like, what is he doing? I understand we might not have either of these two running backs next year, but what to be completely (laughs) honest
1: though. If you look at that 2020 draft, you can probably uh, have an argument on what the hell were they doing? The for hell you almost doing, every single one of those picks. The hell you doing, Goody? If <laughs> you look at Jordan Love, you could easily you argue from the, like, hip. Draft from
2: the future. why like are you doing that?
1: AJ <laughs> Dillon, why are you drafting a running back in the second round? <laughs> Dillon, the second round? <laughs> Josiah Deguara, why are you taking an H-back <laughs> back tight end in the, the third round? round. Yeah. Like, you could go right down the line. Why'd you package a fourth rounder to trade up to take Love? <laughs> what the hell are you doing, Goody? <laughs> He's tra- tra- drafting for the
0: future. Let him do his thing. <laughs>
1: You know, you get to about the fifth round when it starts making sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then when you get that run on linemen, you're like, okay, then it really starts to make sense. All, all, right. Right. John all right. okay, See, okay, okay. okay, okay. we need.
1: At this point, we're just going to keep firing on offensive linemen and hope some of them fan <laughs> out. <laughs>
2: all
0: right, we'll come back. That one. Rowdy brought up a really good point here. Have you guys seen or heard any merchandise or them uh, advertising it, the battle in the bubble? Because they, they trademarked a ton of uh, stuff like that. Haven't heard one thing about it since Sunday. Like last – last, well, in 2020, they were trademarking like battle in the bubble or this and that and that, blah, 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 blah. Um, haven't heard anything about it. But we do have like you only need five healthy players. Let's say a team gets Rona. You only need five healthy players to participate in an NCAA game. But Rowdy, there's this. Now six NCAA men's basketball tournament referees were sent home after one positive test for COVID nineteen, now check this out, dude. This is a little. This is this is strange to me. So Wisconsin, or I'm sorry. So the NCAA tournament, uh, obviously testing all their officials and testing everyone. Wisconsin has been down there since the start of the Big Ten tournament. They are just like, oh, okay, we got to pack extra because we're not going home. So you got to keep testing, testing, testing in order to play. Well, they brought the NCAA brought sixty referees to the Indianapolis area. And I saw this, so the one ref tested positive for COVID, and then the other five were contact tracing because he was with them, so they sent him home. How does this make any sense? In the article of WatchStadium.com, the referee in question who contracted COVID-19 went out to dinner, and then an hour later tested positive for the Rona. Upon their return to the hotel, they took the COVID-19 test, like an hour after they ate, and one of the referees tested positive, sources told Stadium. He then tested twice on Monday morning and tested positive. Okay, so he's got Rona. But didn't they say it's like 2 to 14 days of an incubation period before there's even a positive test?
1: That was uh, what they went with for the longest time. But yeah, according to that article, it's like an hour. So this is an hour now?
0: We're supposed to believe that a ref in question contracted COVID at dinner, then tested positive an hour later? Boggles the mind a little bit. But yeah, there you go. So uh, they've already sent six referees home. Uh, I don't know if they'll be back or not, but they do have 54 others uh, in the pool. And here's the bad thing about it. You know who else has been in Indianapolis since the start of the Big Ten tournament? Bo Borowski. Watch the Badgers get Bo Borowski as a draw. All right,
1: Rowdy, so talking about Wisconsin, uh, we were talking how... Yeah, we mentioned that they've already... You know, that they've played well against teams that are lesser than them. So, real quick, let me reset. It was uh, the poll here. Will you fill out an
0: NCAA bracket with Wisconsin winning it all this year? And the options are yes, I always do, or no, not this year. 87%. And the caller's calling in like Tommy saying, no, not this year. I'm not doing it. 87%. Our guy Brando Savage underscore on Twitter. What's up, Brando? He says, yeah, no, for sure, but it'll be located next to my Friday fish fry oil in the old trash can. So he'll do one, but he's gonna already going to throw it away. Rowdy, and I asked you, because in the Ken Palm rankings, because we got another tweet from Badger Dave, who says, yes, of course I'll have Bucky go all the way. It's not as crazy as it sounds. They're a top 10 team in the Ken Palm rankings. <laughs> okay, well, I do look at the Ken Palm rankings, and there are the Wisconsin Badgers. They are 10th in the country, according to Ken Palm. Nine is Loyola Chicago, who the Badgers beat. Eight is Alabama, roll tad. Seven is the Ohio State Buckeyes. Six is Houston. Five Iowa. Four Baylor. Three Illinois. Two Michigan. And number one's Gonzaga. So I asked you, Rowdy, what is the longest stretch that the Badgers have winning in you know play this year? And you,
1: yeah. So the we, research
0: department got a hold of you.
1: Yeah. So we we know Wisconsin's played well against teams that are below them, and they've struggled against teams that are ranked above them. Yep. Well, when you look at their their season long. Body of work. Their longest win streak this year was five games. And that was the end of non-conference and beginning of conference. But these were the five teams. Rhode Island, not in the tournament. Loyola, (laughs) Chicago. Ahead of the the, Badgers in the Ken Palm rankings. And in the tournament. Yeah, They're an eight seed. Louisville, who was missing uh, some of their better players. And they were shorthanded in that game. Like we said, Wisconsin shot the lights out, but they're an alternate, they're an
0: alternate for the NCAA tournament. If a team
1: can't go Nebraska, the worst team in the big 10, they stink and Michigan state who's in the play in game in the, as an 11 seed. first four in rowdy first four in Michigan state. That was their longest win streak of the season, which was five games. Now they did have another winning streak. But it was even earlier in the season, and that came against the likes of Eastern Illinois, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and Green Bay. No one that's turning any heads or will be playing whatsoever for the rest of the season. Those teams were probably out pretty early in their own conference tournament.
0: Hey, wasn't Arkansas Pine Bluff like last time Reavers had a legit game? (laughs)
1: eastern illinois eastern illinois was the only game this season where reavers had the the team leading rebound oh really wow (laughs) which is crazy the very first game of the season but when you look at what they've done in the big 10 we talked about uh how they had three games to end the regular non non non-conference season winning and they came in the big 10 and won their first two games so that's a that's Technically, according to Lou Brown, manager Lou Brown in Major League, that's not a winning streak Dude, until it's three games. Three games, call that a winning streak. But they won two in a row against Nebraska and Michigan State, like we said. It's then they lost. together. They lost to a 10 seed in Maryland. Then they won two straight games again, but it was against Minnesota, didn't make the tournament. Indiana, didn't make the tournament. Then they lose to Michigan, obviously a one seed. Mm-hmm. Then their next two games that they won in a row was Rutgers, who's a 10 seed, Northwestern, who didn't, who's not playing. They're not not in the tournament. They're done. They're one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. They stink. Then they went win, or then they went loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Then they started piling up a lot of losses with very few wins. Okay,
0: I know they're losing, but
1: the Badgers have not lost back-to-back games in more than a year. And again, you can't stress enough that And then what happened? The Big Ten is top-heavy. They've lost to every single team that's ahead of them in the in the standings in the Big 10 yeah. and the teams that they've beaten that are in the NCAA tournament are the likes of Loyola Chicago an 8 seed, Maryland a 10 seed. Yeah. They went 1 and 1 against Maryland. Yeah. 1 and 0 against Rutgers who's a 10 seed. 1 and 0 against the play in game at the 11 seeded Michigan State. They haven't beaten anybody above an 8 seed. But you know what's crazy is with all these with all these losses that
0: piled up at the end of the season, they still were rising in the Ken Palm rankings. That's just because of the Big Ten so
1: good. And this is where you just want to rip your hair out because obviously playing in the Big Ten, it's going to be a little bit rough and tough because the league is good, right? Yeah. You're beating up on each other. You're seeing ranked teams. You're seeing a lot of tournament teams. The Big Ten had a, what was it? How many teams did they get in the tournament? Nine or ten? ten? Something in there.
4: So they Something had like a that- lot of
1: solid teams, or at least statistically... And analytically, they had a lot of good teams, which I would believe is they were probably one of the better conferences, if not the best conference. Totally. But still, the thing that's holding the Badgers up when it comes to these Ken Palm rankings is the fact that the Big Ten is, is top-heavy, and best. it's good. Yeah. But the one thing is, once you step on the court with North Carolina, those other Big Ten teams don't help you at all.
0: Um, yeah, well, the Ken Palm rankings and the Torvik rankings and the net rankings all say that the Badgers are going to win. I've called the numbers, with, and I got my pen and my pocket protector and my glasses. My calculator says that the Badgers should win in the advanced analytics. Rowdy,
1: what's the eye test say? None of those advanced analytics when it comes to other teams that played in your same conference will help you out when you step on the floor now against you
0: need to trust the numbers.
1: North Carolina. But we do know that North Carolina pulls a lot of four and five stars every year. We know that they're going to rebound the ball well, mm-hmm. and we know that Wisconsin doesn't rebound the ball that well.
0: Listen, I think Wisconsin's going to beat North Carolina. I can feel it. I think Wisconsin's battle-tested and hardened through the Big Ten. But I'm not looking at the Ken Palm numbers to say that. I'm saying it because Wisconsin, I think, can get it done. North Carolina's got the name, but they, I mean, they got the athletes, right? They got the they got the tall six ten guys. They got four of them six ten and over. I think Wisconsin can get it done. They've shown some life. Whoa. Even though in losses to really good teams like Iowa, I think it's going to be a nail biter.
1: I think it's going Same. to be a really good I game. Gonna, I mean, every Wisconsin game's close, but I think if, if you went just based off the analytics and the Ken Palms and the Joel Danardis and all those guys that that do all these uh, high tech.
2: Listen, st- Nelson, I like crunching numbers.
1: Okay. You would say that Wisconsin's going to easily win this game against North Carolina. I just, I just. When I look at this game, I just can't see a way where Wisconsin absolutely destroys North Carolina. Can well, you?
0: That, Wisconsin doesn't destroy teams. That's the Exa- thing.
1: So no, yeah. But in a, in a, in another, you know, we'll say alternate re- reality, Hell yeah. I could see a team where all of a sudden North Carolina gets hot shooting the ball and they're out-rebounding the hell out of the Badgers, and they could win by double digits. I just can't see the Badgers winning by I, double I digits. I can't see the
0: Badgers winning by double digits. I can see North Carolina doing it. They're not. They're like the Badgers, though. They're not good offensively, but my God, they're good on defense, and they're the best in the country when it comes to getting rebounds. So Wisconsin, God, you really hope that Nate Reavers can somehow get it together, but I think that ship has sailed. You really <laughs> – what hope are you holding
1: on to? I mean, so it's
0: the, his last game as a – he's a senior. It's his last game. You think maybe that he can maybe grab some boards, but that ship has sailed. You hope that they can grab some boards, especially on the offensive glass. North Carolina is so good. But they're just is their ACC soft. Wisconsin's Big Ten hardened. Will that win? I don't know. It's going to be a nail-biter. I think Wisconsin does win. But uh, we'll keep talking about it. First, go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Dude, your, your voice
4: – Doing the packet projector thing. Uh, has, listen, Mitch, I have uh, crunched the there. numbers.
0: You need to trust the science and trust the numbers. <laughs> and I have uh, done it all. And they will say the Badgers will win with Advanced Analytics. Mm, yes.
5: <laughs> I mean, we all want that to be true. But like you said, the eye test, there's something to that. And with listen, you can, about- every, you
0: can have every nerd across America <laughs> crunching every freaking number that they can find. And I still have, go by the thing called an eye test.
5: Right. They haven't beat anybody super. uh, And, well, it's the same thing not to jump. To the Bucks, but it's the same thing with the Bucks. Don't get me wrong; I love me the Milwaukee Bucks, but I don't care how many four-game winning streaks they have in the regular season. It matters what they can do in the playoffs. You oh, know? yeah,
0: well, yeah, Mitch. Uh, well, in the eye test though for the Badgers, like, okay, well, how's your? How are you saying that they're going to beat North Carolina with the eye test? They've been losing against all these good teams. North people get caught up in the name of North Carolina. They get caught up in that name that they think of juggernauts. They're not. They're not. They've had a down year this year. I think Wisconsin can do it. They've had oh, good sure. in that Iowa game, you know, in the Big Ten tournament. I know the Badgers lost, but they did for 30 minutes look like dynamite, like they a team that was once ranked, what, 6th in the country for, for a brief moment in time. Hopefully they can string it together.
5: Right, and when we've talked about this before, too. Uh, I think an 8 or a 9 seed was the perfect spot for them because either they're going to be out in the first weekend or they're going to have a major upset in the second round, and... Uh, then we're playing with house money. Yeah.
0: So, so, Mitch, let me ask you, brother. We have the Twitter poll going on right now in Zone Madison. Uh, how many brackets do you normally fill
5: out a year for March Madness? That's my um, first question. A, a few. I mean, depending on how many pools I'm in. It's going to be more this year. Like, what's an, av- what's, an av- what's an
0: average for you? Like Three? three. Yeah, same. yeah. So yeah. of those three, will you choose one of the three to be like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to f- go full homer and have Wisconsin go all the way?
5: The only time I've ever done that is if it's like for an out-of-state pool, like my wife's work or something. Because here's the thing. You play to win the game, as they say. And if you have a a pool with a bunch of people from Wisconsin, there's going to be a couple people that inevitably do that. So if I do that same thing, you know, I'm not going to win. I'm probably going to tie. So it doesn't make any monetary sense to do that. Because I don't care who I put in there, I want it to be the person, or I want it to be the team who wins. So.
0: You want that money? You want that cold hard yeah, cash in your exactly, hand, brother? By the way, shoes, man. Hit up Rowdy if you were looking to get in, bro. Yep, so, yep. We're gonna, we're getting in on that. So, for uh, sure. Mitch, will you have Wisconsin this year in a bracket going on the way?
5: You know, I if my wife's
3: <laughs> if my wife's work has <laughs> you know, one,
5: you know, if my wife work if my wife's work has one, for sure I will because they're out of light. Okay. I, southern state and no nobody in their right mind is gonna pick Wisconsin to go all the way, so if they inevitably do, I'm by far gonna win.
0: Gotcha. So okay, okay, Mitch. And will Wisconsin and your and, and we'll get reaction. I, today's only Tuesday, I was say they pay Friday, but will you have Wisconsin beating the North Carolina Tar Heels?
5: Yeah, I think they can they can do that. I mean it, all they gotta do is get hot from three and they can pretty much beat down North
4: Carolina, I think. <laughs> that's the tough
5: this is they're due, Evo. Yeah, they're due Yeah. Law of averages,
0: right? Hey, I've crunched the numbers; they are doom, Yes. Thanks, right. Mitch. See you, right. buddy. Yeah. See you, See you. Adios. And Rowdy, I think you're. I think you're liking the Badgers' chances over North Carolina, too, aren't you? I my mean, first, in a close game, obviously. Yeah,
1: my first gut reaction was, I think Wisconsin can win this game in a close one. Like you said, both, we both teams are down this year. Both teams have not met expectations. Yeah. And when you pull up the North Carolina schedule, or schedule from this year... They
0: lost to Marquette, too, I'm pretty they, sure.
1: They have a very similar type story to Wisconsin. It's exactly why I feel like this will be a, like a... I wouldn't be surprised if it's a butter, buzzer beater. Well, yeah, I, like I mean, they Wisconsin lost game. to Texas, a team that made the tournament. That's a higher seed than them. They lost to Iowa. Same thing. They lost to Georgia Tech. Once again, that's an 8-9 team. God, that's, they lost to NC State. They beat a Syracuse team that's in the field. They lost to a Florida state team. That's in the field. They beat Duke multiple times, which was a team that (laughs) probably, probably would have been in the tournament if they didn't say, Hey, we're not playing. Yeah. And then, but they've lost to Virginia, a team that's ahead of them. They beat the alternate in Louisville. They lost to Marquette. Marquette. They did beat a Florida state team. That's Syracuse beat them. They went one and one against Syracuse. They beat Virginia Tech, who's also, what are they, a 10 seed? And then they lost to Florida State again. I mean, they have the same type of things as the Badgers had. They lost to teams that were better than them, and they've beaten teams that are about the same as them or a little worse that are lower seeds in the tournament. Yeah. I feel like this is uh, it's a good matchup. It's going to be a close game.
0: Yeah, I, it's, I mean, every Wisconsin game is close, especially this year. I'll say
1: this. I think the team that finds uh finds the way to win at the end will be it, and Wisconsin just really hasn't found many ways to win at the end.
0: Uh, they've looked so good. I was listening to our interview with Zach Heilpern, our sports director, yesterday because on the Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke show at uh, 5.30 a.m. So in my office, you know, crunching some crunching some numbers, and it was um, Zach talking about He's like, I asked him the question, like, maybe it's the reality is Wisconsin's just not a good team. He goes, well, how do you explain, then, the 30 to 35 minutes against the Iowa's, against the, you know, insert better team here, of them throttling them, manhandling them, hitting their shots, hitting the rebounds? I'm like, well, Zach, I was thinking about it. There's a thing between a good team and a great team. Good teams in stretches can do it. Great teams find a way to do it the whole game. Yeah, would you say Would
1: you say that the Green Bay Packers this year were
0: a good team? Uh, I'd say they were a great team. Or, well, I don't know. The I'd third say, quarter, they always would disappear. For the I would Packers. say the
1: Packers this year were a good team. I think they border I, that good great. I'd say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a great team because they found a way to win it. Yes, yeah, and they found a way to beat the Packers. Yeah. I mean, if you're a great team, if you're a team that wants to advance, like
0: the Badgers, you need to string together the full game, not just half of the game. i uh, see our guy Bugman. Carl says, no to the Badgers of my bracket. Not enough scoring weapons who show up. But beat Roy, and that's just as good as winning it all. Daggummit. Will you fill out an NCAA bracket with Wisconsin winning it all this year? Yes, I always do, or no, not this year. No, not this year, 86% of the, of the vote. We've had so many people call and be like, I normally do every single year, except I'm not going to do it this year. They just don't, they just, they're not doing it for me. And then I got a tweet here from our guy, J8 Krebs. And Krebs says, you can't, no, that's a different tweet. Krebs says, uh, what was their record the year Bennett went to the Final Four? Well, here you go, Krebs. When they went to the Final Four in the year 2000, the Badgers were one, two, three, four, five, fifth in the Big Ten, uh, eight and eight, five hundred in conference, and they were it was twenty-two. What were they here? And they were. I just had it. Where'd it go? They weren't good. I'll say that they weren't the greatest. As uh, they were twenty-two and fourteen. The end of the year, going into the tournament after the Big Ten tournament, they were eighteen and thirteen. So you look at that, and then you, you look at the Badgers this year who finished sixth. In the Big Ten at 500, 10 and 10. The Badgers right now are what, 17 and 12 on the year? Rowdy, are we are we trying to compare shades here? Shades of Cardinal Red of the Badgers kind of being 500 in the Big Ten and 99 2000 to
1: this, <laughs> this 2020 2021 season? But here's the difference between the two teams. Yes, they're very similar record wise and. How they performed. Hey, they lost... uh, Did they lose to Marquette? Yeah, sorry. Continue. And how they performed. No, they beat Marquette. But here's the one thing. I don't don't think that team was expected to be very good. Like, that team wasn't... That team wasn't ranked sixth in the country (laughs) and having final four aspirations. And I
0: don't think they were coming off winning the Big Ten the year previous of winning a bunch of games in a row and being, I don't know, the oldest team in the country.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, there are some similarities, but it's kind of like the uh, picking, picking certain stats, saying you're better than someone else. Okay, I know what Krebs is trying to say, though. He's like, okay, no one expected it came out of nowhere with a team that wasn't that great. Yeah,
0: you're. you're yeah, that's what he's saying. Like, you're not. You didn't never expect the '99, 2000 Badgers team to go to the Final Four. You never expected it. It wasn't a team that had any expectations at all. I get what he's saying. So he saying he just tweets back at me, and Ebo says he says. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, there is a chance. Yeah, Ken Palm told you uh, 1%. <laughs> yeah, there is a chance. I just right, go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who do I got?
5: Hey, guys. Good morning, it's Bill. Hey, right, Bill. Right. What's up, brother? What's happening? Hey, you know what this team compares to? To me, this team compares to? What's that? The year after that year. Ooh. When they had expectations and they lost in the first round as one to four seed, I think. <laughs> oh no, Bill! <laughs> no, no, Bill! No. I'm showing my age, but that's what this team reminds me of.
0: Hey, we aren't ages here, Bill. We're accepting of all.
4: But I tell you what, I still love the team.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the final, the following year, they went 18 and 11, nine and seven in the Big Ten, and yeah, they got bounced by freaking Georgia State, the 11 seed, by one point, 59 to 40, or I'm it sorry, was- 50 to 49. Excuse me.
5: Guys, you don't know what it, you don't know how disappointed it was to, to watch that game. To take off some time from work and watch that game. Oh my
1: gosh! Uh, I guess silver lining is you took off time yeah, from work. Yeah, I was going to say at least it beats work.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Bye. <laughs> See you, Bill. <laughs> hey,
0: you know what this team reminds me of the team that the following year lost to the 11
1: seed Georgia State, 50 to 49.
0: In Boise, Idaho. There you go. Hey, that's that
1: Sun Belt basketball. There you go. It's from our Razor's Edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rowdy's taking. Uh, you're taking the Mountaineers. Taking Appalachian State. Yeah.
0: Okay. So of oh,
1: the Sun Belt, same as Georgia State.
0: So I see what crap. I know what Jordan's trying to do. He's trying to like you know be the captain of hope. I know he doesn't like Mike McCarthy, but he's going on the McCarthy vein here of being the captain of hope, which I need to go back and and take my pages out of too.
5: I'm full of hope. I'm I'm the captain of hope. So yeah.
0: I feel like the Badgers are going to beat North Carolina, though. I, it's going to be a close game. It'll be a nail biter, but I feel like the Badgers are going to squeak by. Then when it gets the Baylor, who's definitely going to advance, then there's the real question.
1: See, if you if you pick certain descriptions of teams, kind of like how Krebs picks certain descriptions of how this reminds him of the 2000 Final Four team, yeah. and then we just had Bill call in, and and he says, "Well, it reminds me of the 2001 team the year after because of this, this, and this." Yeah. I mean, you can pull that for almost every single year, right? Oh, this, totally. This reminds me of the 2014 and 15 team that that made it to the championship game because. It was a senior-laden team with a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And they were both Big Ten champs. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. you can handpick whatever similarities and whatever comes out, kind of like with um with your advanced analytics. Yeah, that's my advanced analytics, Ronnie. But, but sometimes, which you said earlier in the show. Eye test. The eye test is what really. But you know who else doesn't pass the eye test is
0: the North Carolina Tarios. Okay, I'll rephrase that. As a whole season, the Tar Heels don't pass the eye test. In the final stretch of games here during the end, the, yeah, the Tar Heels pass the eye <sighs> test more than the Badgers do. When Because they made it saw, the semis of the ACC, and they actually won games at the end of the year. When
1: I first saw the the draw, my gut said, decent draw for Wisconsin, I like this, I actually like Wisconsin this game. But then the more you... I'm starting to dig into it. Are you peeling I'm, the uh, layers, onion back, Rowdy? I'm starting to not starting like it as cry? much either. When <laughs> you know, you look at oh, they can out. They're the best rebounding team in the country. Or Wisconsin was failing down the stretch <laughs> against ranked teams, while North Carolina was getting hot down the stretch. They're two teams going in opposite directions. Uh, okay, so here, J. A. Krebs. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams stink at offense. Both teams play good
0: defense. Krebs is tweeting through it today. He's he comparing it to you know that that 2000 team. And Then he says, "So you're telling me there's a chance?" But then he just hits me back uh, 30 seconds ago. He goes, "Hey, I think they suck, but I'm just saying." <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. North Carolina comes into the game uh, 18 and 10. They've won four of their last six, and that included a run to the ACC semis before losing to Florida State. The Badgers are stumbling in, dude. They've lost six of their last eight games, and we saw what happened. They look good. Okay, they look good for a majority of the game against the Iowa Hawkeyes. But then in the final nine minutes and 20 seconds, they hit one shot. One basket in the final nine minutes and 20 seconds, and that is what has plagued the Badgers all season is the freaking cold, dry spells. They need some kind of slump buster out there like you're 2 a.m. at a bar and you're just wondering what the hell is going to happen. But they don't, they
1: don't have that. They don't have that I little feel jury. like we've been banging our heads against the wall talking about this Badger team with the same old, They're just not consistent. The same old BS every other game. Mm-hmm. It's they find ways to lose against teams that are better than them, even though they might have been playing up to their level or – better than them for 30 minutes, 35 minutes, 20 minutes. They just can't they they don't have that
0: that, you know, killer instinct at the end. How how can you be a stone cold killer but you got 9 minutes and 20 seconds where you hit one shot? It's like you, it's like you, James Bond is out there to go, you know, take down let's say like uh the gold member. James Bond's out there trying to go take down one of his arch villains. And in 10 minute span, Bond's got about, like, I don't know,
1: unlimited opportunities to do the kill shot.
0: And he misses every single time. You wouldn't want that as your assassin. Well, I don't he'd think he'd be demoted. He,
1: I was going to say, I don't think they'd make movies about him.
0: Exactly. And they're not going to make movies about this Badger team. They could. There they could be a chance. But they ain't, they ain't Bond right now. They ain't 007. They're, they're 00 <coughs> done, dude. They stink. I still. Okay. Now I'm, I'm, I'm getting the negativity for, back in. For hope.
1: i got I'm the negativity the back
5: in. So. They're going to beat North Carolina. For
1: recent basketball, Badger basketball you know, movies that you would make, obviously you'd make a movie about the 14 and 15 one, and it's a movie where you're watching it thinking they're going to win it all, and then it's like the Friday Night Lights twist, right? Yeah, the heartbreaker. All of a sudden it's the heartbreaker. You'd That's make a movie
0: ending. last year of this team of coming back, storming back, winning the Big Ten. or Yeah, but it would Ten. have no ending. yeah. And then if you did the sequel, it'd be this year, and you just—I don't think that that office. It'd be like, office.
1: oh, they're celebrating—they're uh, celebrating winning the getting hot and winning the Big Ten regular season championship, and they're about to start the Big Ten tournament, and the NCAA tournament is on the horizon, and then they just fall into a big black pit, and then the movie's over. <laughs> And you leave, you're left scratching your head wondering what,
0: what, what did I just, I watched this? And what then
1: you I wake up this? a year later and you're still in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you're still in the pit. You're
0: still in the den of iniquity, Rowdy. Uh, let's see here, Cinderella Man on Twitch says, it's like if John Wick had the eyesight of Dave from Monona. Uh, if you don't know, Dave from Monona is blind as hell. He's He doesn't have eyes. It'd be like if James Bond was out there who is prolific with the ladies and James Bond run run his game. And every time they would just deny him. Nope, sorry. Nope, I ain't taking my top off for you. Nope, my drawers are staying on. Nope, sorry, James, you don't got the silver tongue. Nope, not happening. Rowdy, they do have a chance though. I do like their chances, despite all of the nonsense I just said. I do like their chances against North Carolina. They just here's what they have to do: stop
1: Carolina from getting your on the. Put money that, where your mouth is. Put Wisconsin on that line right now, in pen or blood. All right, here. You want it? You ready?
0: All right. Uh, in my hand, as Dio plays, uh, there's be a rainbow in the dark, and that rainbow will be all different shades of red. In my hand, I have the bracket that I just paid $5 for of Monopoly money to my guy, Rowdy. Wink, wink. Rowdy, can you verify? I have a pen in my right hand, the bracket in my left. I go to the south region where Wisconsin will be taking on North Carolina. And Rowdy advancing. a
1: WI is is efficient enough
0: w i there it is in pen advancing i'll show it off to twitch there you go a rainbow in the dark all cardinal red and white wisconsin advances it's in blood or pen i guess i'll bleed on it if you want me to rowdy i'll cut my finger is it okay that's purple ink it's i grabbed the first pen i could that's fine okay cool Yesterday was not great for the Milwaukee Brewers, though, I'll tell you that. They got manhandled by the San Diego Padres, 13 to freaking three. 13 hits for the Fathers, a.k.a. the Padres, and 13 runs. Brewers get six hits, three runs. It was, uh, but here's the thing. Good news, Keston Hira got a hit. That was that was nice. Keston Hira got a hit. I know he was toying around it like, what was his ERA, like oh.
1: Nine. Betting average? Yeah. yeah he or wasn't
0: Betting average, excuse me.
1: He wasn't hitting too well. He was below 100.
0: Oh, but he did get a hit yesterday. That's nice to see. And uh, but the big question that we had had before we dive into what happened during the broadcast with the franchise. well, before we talk, Ryan Braun, I did see, and I know you had your uh, ear on the streets as well. What is going to happen with the mayor of Ding Dong City, Travis Shaw? Because the Brewers had a decision deadline yesterday to either give offer him a spot on the majors, or Shaw could also say that he's opting out and becoming a free agent, correct? Yep. Or go to the minors.
1: Yep. So he has the deal that he signed with the Milwaukee Brewers was a minor league contract for one and a half million dollars. Now the op the opt out or the date that the Brewers had to notify him whether he made the team or not, was yesterday by midnight. Now, I haven't heard anything. Now if the Brewers tell him that he made the team, that contract becomes an additional 1.5 million, so it becomes Correct. a one- year three million dollar deal. If the Brewers tell him no, we don't think we're, you're going to make the, the team out of spring training, but we will uh, assign you to AAA. Yeah. He then has the option to take that $1.5 million contract and report to AAA or become a free agent and try to sign with another team. Well, the deadline is coming past yeah, it was at last midnight, night. midnight, yeah. and we still don't have any news, but I think this bodes well for Travis so, Shaw.
0: So do I. So I'm reading here from Adam McKelvey. Uh, the uh, let's see here, Shaw and his agent expected to hear something last night. Uh, Shaw was in the lineup yesterday, so and if nothing is announced ahead of time, they're likely only making sure he exits the game healthy. Adam McKelvey quoted that tweet from Brewer Nation and said, uh, Travis Shaw and his agent can make a request today in conversation with the club, but then the club has several days to actually add him to the 40.
1: Yeah, so I think that's kind of what you've seen. So
0: it sounds like there is a chance he may not get a firm answer for a day or two. But... Adam McKelvey said, "Every indication is
1: the Brewers are keeping Shaw. It's just it,
0: a matter of when the move is made."
1: Yeah, and I think it makes all the sense in the world to keep Travis Shaw. And I feel like if they knew they weren't going to keep him by midnight yesterday or this morning, you would have already have known that Travis Shaw wasn't coming back because they would have told him, "Hey, you're not coming back." Now they'll take the next few days to figure out how they want their forty-man roster to look, who's in, who's out, you know, all yeah. that good stuff but I think it bodes well for Travis Shaw making the roster, but just look around who's going to play third base. I mean, yeah, they've talked about Orlando. Yeah. Come that, on. That's just laughable to me. <laughs> Luis Urias. He's now come down with a, another injury and hasn't played that much in the last week or so. Do you really want to trot out a guy that's, you know, coming up by trade was a shortstop second baseman. Yeah. He's got the glove to play. Doesn't necessarily swing the stick to play third base, you know that Travis Shaw was the, has had the best career offensively out of anyone that was trying out there. I'm sorry, but David Robertson is is a guy that's a quadruple A player. He'll look good for you in the minors and, and add some depth, but if you run him out there every single day, you're not going to be impressed by what yeah, you so see.
0: I think we all think the mayor of Ding Dong City, Travis Shaw staying with the crew, gonna be on third base there.
1: And for anyone that goes, Well, I mean, Travis Shaw is batting one hundred fifty this year. He doesn't look good. Well, we've talked about the eye test earlier with the Badgers in North Carolina. Travis Shaw, to me, has passed the eye test. He might not necessarily be hitting for the greatest average right now. Getting walks, though. But he's got an on-base percentage around 350. He has hit with a little bit of power here. The at-bats just look better. They look like he's more fluid in in mentally into the game. Well,
0: it's all they talk about on the Brewers broadcast when Travers, uh, Travis Shaw is up. They're like, man, his swing just looks so much better than it did when he was struggling with the Brewers two years ago.
1: And it's it's obvious. And and if you get that type of Travis Shaw, you're going to get a decent player. I mean, he's going to go through stretches in such a limited time and a limited number of at-bats and games where he's not going to hit the ball well, but that's every single Major League Baseball player. True that, Rowdy. It's okay. a guy for the price you have to give a shot, and it it just wouldn't make sense if they didn't keep him. Okay, yeah, agreed. I think we all
0: are under the belief that Shaw is staying with the Brewers. He's going to be on uh, third base. Rowdy, something that um, – so you watched the game yesterday. We'll dive – we'll talk a little bit about the game. You just spring training Cactus League. Brewers went – or lose, excuse me, 13-3. But, Nellie, during the game, there was a certain individual on the broadcast. Yeah,
1: sniffing around.
0: He goes by the name of Ryan Braun, a surprise guest yesterday uh, in, you know, Arizona as he hopped on with Bob Uecker. But, Rowdy, you – I I listened to most of it, and a lot of people online were, like, freaking out that Brawny was going to, like, be coming back to the Brewers. So I gathered it – I'll play the comments coming up. but From what I gathered, it didn't sound like it, but you got – where did your where did your little notification update come from? Was that Bleacher Report? What was no,
1: that? Phew, I would never ever ever Ooh, sign up. Well, for I didn't Bleacher mean to Report, offend. But... I didn't
0: mean to offend you like that. Where's no, the mine's, the,
1: mine's the MLB at Bad App. Okay, gotcha. And they said that they were trying to stir the pot about Brawny? Yeah, I got this notification with uh, that I sent to you and RJ in our little chat, and I said, "Here's the notification. Not ready to stay retired yet." Ryan Braun made a surprise visit to the Brewers camp today. Is there anything to it? I just sent it to you guys and I said Lord. I use <laughs> I use the Steve Carell from the Office, where it's just like
0: He's no, like, oh. no, yeah, Michael Scott, no, no. Let's see, maybe I can get that Michael Scott, no. So yeah, they, they, were, trying God, to, uh, they no, were trying
1: to they were trying to drum it please, up here. No.
3: no, God, no God, please no, no. No! No!
1: That was my instant thought right when I saw that notification hit my phone. That was so, the first thing that I thought of.
0: I mean, when I was I was listening, and I'll play it coming up here in a second. And then I, I got snippets. Our guy Andrew Wagner from the Wisconsin State Journal was tweeting about it as well, and he said, "Yeah, Braun joining the radio broadcast." He says, "Milwaukee's such a special place; it holds such a special place in our hearts." Blah 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 blah. Because yeah, I still feel like I could play. I've been working out and staying in shape, but I haven't actually touched a baseball or a bat. Since the end of last season.
1: Doesn't sound like a guy who is coming back. And then I felt a lot better when you said that. Because (laughs) I honestly just got that notification. Didn't really think about it other than that office clip. Yeah. So Rowdy, Rowdy was going through it because he did finally got out of Brian Brown's contract. They finally got out from under that contract and then, and now you're looking at it and you're like, Oh, well now they still, they just signed Jackie Bradley jr. you have Lorenzo Cain, you have Christian Yelich, you have Avisel Garcia, you have Derek Fisher who's been brought into camp. You have McKinley who's been brought into camp. You have a ton of outfielders and you don't need one. That's 36 years old, 37 years old. That obviously hadn't been able to stay healthy for quite a while. And you sure, with the name, he's not going to take a $1 million deal to come and sit on the bench. Okay,
0: so I'm going to play the clips here. But before that, the reason why they blew it out so out of proportion is because, yeah, they're looking for clicks. But also, Braun wouldn't say the words retired. He, like, wouldn't say retired. And my guy, Burnsy, here on Twitch – which, by the way, hit me up on Twitch.tv, search Ebo Says, hit that follow button. Bernsey says they blew that up because Braun would not say the word retired. <laughs> yeah. So here you go. Here's uh, here's Uke with LeBron uh, Shies. And there's one away in the Brewers' fifth inning.
3: I know a lot, a lot of people, Ryan Braun, are concerned and uh, are wondering what your plans are. I mean, I, I, I don't want you to tell us your plans to the T, but... Um, first of all you look great everything's good with the family i know that because we talk once in a while but uh you know it it's not the same i'm i'm telling you it's (laughs) it's not the same we've been we've been around for a long time together and it's different i'm telling you and um i know it's it's got to be tough on you to a certain point but are you Are you planning on going into another sport or anything? <laughs> well,
4: we'll see how this half inning goes if this goes well, I know I'd have big big shoes to fill here with with Lane and, and Sammy killing it here as your assistants sidekicks, but if this goes well, maybe I could join you once in a while. No, I mean I I, uh, obviously miss everybody here so much. It's so great to get out here, just get a chance to see uh, you. You know, obviously we we talk on the phone and text all the time, but there's just something to be said for seeing people in person, and uh, obviously miss all the players and coaches and. Trainers, strength coaches, front office, clubhouse attendants. I mean, to. I have such a special relationship with all these people, and it's uh, it's sad this time of year um, to not be here interacting with everybody every day, and I, I, re- I really genuinely miss everybody.
0: Right, before Euchre goes on a little bit here, R- Rowdy, if I'm texting with Bob Euchre, I would never want to text Bob Euchre. I would want to call Bob Euchre and just hear him serenade me with his golden pipes, and then I would just
1: listen to his stories. I know you and to be like, our listeners. I'm surprised that Bob Euchre texts.
0: I, that also is a little surprising to me. He He's probably got a big jitterbug phone, you know, like it's the flip phone with the jitterbug. How old is Euchre? Is he 87? I want to say Bob Euchre. He is getting up there, my friend. Yeah, 87 years old. It's January 26, 1934. Wow, so here's more of uh, Uke and Brawny just kind of shooting the crap and uh, loving on each other.
3: You know, Ryan, the game has changed um, so much, and the pitch. Oh, yeah. who's and the game go- by ball. the way, there is a game going I mean, on. guys that go from team to team. I mean, players, that's the way it is today. You know, you get traded a lot, whatever. But for a guy who's been with one team his whole career, and, uh, you know, finally you get to that point in your life, and the pitch by Northcraft, swing and a miss, struck him out. <laughs> I Taught love you. with Ryan Braun, back-to-back strikeouts. Right. Orlando Arcia coming up now. But when you've spent your Seamless whole Rally career Seas. with one team, and it's not only the guys here in the ballpark, it's people in Milwaukee at American Family Fields um, that you've been around your whole career for the most part. People that work in the front office, you know, all yeah. of those people. That's, that's all part of your lifetime, too.
4: Yeah, it really is. I mean, Milwaukee is such a special place to my family and I. Um, you know, my wife, Larissa, and I think the world of, of the city, of the community there, of, of all the fans, the way that they've supported us. Um, you know, my two older children were yeah. born there. My, my youngest would have been born there last year, if not for the pandemic. Um, it, it obviously holds such a special place in our hearts. We'll, we'll forever be, um, you know, a second home to us. So, um, as you alluded to, I, I feel so fortunate um, and, and just incredibly grateful to have had the opportunity Opportunity to have spent my whole career there. Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoyed uh, the 15 years we've got what? to spend there, and the relationships we've built with all the people. And, and like you said, man, it's just uh, it's different, and, and it's definitely sad in a lot of ways to not be able to spend as much time um, with all those people as, as we've gotten used to over the last few years.
0: Yeah. Right, but before you can ask him this question, he sounds here. like he's done. Yeah, totally. Before he asked the question here about you know coming back and playing yada yada yada. I think the Brewers should sign Ryan Braun to like like a one day contract or something for Opening Day. Let Braun come out and have his final send off in front of actual fans at American now American Family Field and give him a standing ovation and let him then go off into you know retirement. I think it was criminal that Ryan Braun was not given a send off. No fans in the stands last year. For everything he's done for Milwaukee, I know people still are upset with the steroids, but you got to get over it. I think it's criminal that there was not a chance for him to get a
1: standing ovation from the the Brewers faithful. One yeah, last time. I feel bad that his last season had to be a sixty game season. Yes, it totally. was a like you said with no fans, so he didn't get to uh, enjoy the camaraderie with seeing fans every day playing in front of them and all of that. But I feel like just from listening to that conversation and some of the other things that he's said, he knows that he's done. Yes. And well, you look at how the Brewers roster is constructed, and they have all those outfielders. They have a lot of talent in the outfield. They now have moved one of their uh, bigger former prospects in Keston here to first base. Those were all the positions that he played, and and he's just not staying healthy. He knows that uh, Father Time is undefeated, and it's his time.
0: Yeah, I see the phone's blowing up. I'll get to you in one second. Let
3: Bronnie say his piece here. And and the other thing, Ryan, is is, um, you know, you look. Game ready. Thanks, Yuke. My there's hype no man. I gotta, that. I gotta bring
4: you with me more places, man. <laughs> <I gotta
3: know. laughs> That's funny. I, it's, it's true. Um, you know, you're a young guy yet, and I know, I know that you can play um, at this level. I know that. Northcraft deals down low inside forgetting. There's list. a game going on. Three and two now. I know you could still do it, but, and you don't have to say anything about anybody in particular but do you, do you still feel like you could you could play
4: yeah man you know me i know you know i, you know I still think i can play i know that i uh you know I've, I've been working out staying in shape i worked out with yelly all off season it was just, just him and i we had a trainer come to his house and yeah safe socially distance workouts um but i haven't actually touched a, a baseball or a bat since the end of last season so i haven't done any baseball specific stuff but working out staying in shape um you know, I guess with, with retirement, you can always push back that decision, and, and I'm not at a place where I'm ready to fully <laughs> um, retire yet, right so I'll continue to stay in shape I, see, and see what the future that's holds. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, and you know what?
3: You know, having been around as well, long as
0: I you to... keep going and talk. It's 20 minutes. I'm not going to play the whole 20-minute thing, but Braun eventually did say, if something were to change, I might as well leave the door open as long as possible. He sounds like a guy who's done. He sounds like a guy who's done. Well...
1: He sounds like a guy that still wants to play mentally, but knows his body just can't hold up physically. Well, could you
0: imagine being an athlete? Like, you, you spend your whole time in one place, and the way that his career ended with the Brewers obviously probably there'll always be that lingering doubt like, man, I never got fans in the stands. I never got anyone to give me a send off. There was, you know, it was a 60 game season. It's like, I didn't want to go out like that.
1: I bet you that will always be in the back of his mind being like, hey,
0: hey, Bron. Just one more time.
1: Yeah, and just you know, one more year. Some people will feel bad and other people will just say karma. Yeah, that's, that's true. Some people will never get over the roids.
0: Yes, sir. Coming live on Twitter, if you are a blue chuck mark who covers Major League Baseball for the Milwaukee Brewers, you are all saying the same things as it is reported that sources are saying that, yes, Travis Shaw and the Milwaukee Brewers' decision, as they've agreed on it, Travis Shaw will be the third baseman for your Milwaukee Brewers, as he had an opt-out deal for March 15th. Well, it is now, as sources saying that Shaw will be the major league player at third base for your Milwaukee Brewers.
1: Yeah, it just made way too much sense for both Travis Shaw and the Milwaukee Brewers here. Yep. And if you're talking about the uh, Brewers and, and starting opening day, Manny Pina coming Manny down Pineapple. with a with a little bit of an injury had to leave the game. Now they he got railroaded. Really Rail, yeah. got railroaded yesterday. Our guy Pineapple. Eh, kind of. I mean, it was a slide. And then he was like, he looked like he got. Well, he's coming off what
0: it was a ACL.
1: Yeah, yeah. He sprained his. Was M- it MCL, MCL and meniscus? He had some surgery at the of his end knee. of last year.
0: So he uh, got kind of railroaded yesterday. It looked a little. Iffy at first, like, oh no, our guy Manny Pineapple, Manny Pina. No, my sweet prince. And then he got up and he seemed okay. Yeah. He just struggled with uh, they took
1: him out of the game, but for all intents and purposes, it seemed like it was precautionary. It sounded like he wanted to stay in and even wanted to play again today. So yeah. that was nothing but, but he struggled Wall, with opening the gate, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Wall, another relief pitcher that they've literally been waiting on for two years since they acquired him. Yeah. Who's a guy that throws some heat. Has decent off-speed stuff, but that's the thing. Can never stay healthy. Hasn't been able to stay healthy the last two seasons when he's been on the Brewers roster. He went down with an injury and had to leave the game, and I believe it was just some discomfort. They think that's also a little precautionary. Just give him some time. But that's another guy that they've been waiting for in the bullpen the last couple years and hasn't been able to stay healthy.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Some injuries kind of mounting up. Thankfully, Manny Pena was able to avoid that.
1: Nothing yeah. major, though, for the
0: nothing Brewers major. so far this spring. And what? Um, I'm sorry, did you bring up friggin' um, Hauser with his thumb cramp?
1: <laughs> Again, nothing major <laughs> so far this spring nothing for the Brewers. Nothing major.
0: So there you go. Uh, nothing major, which is nice to see, obviously. And let's see here. The deal, Shaw, is uh, reportedly done. He had a right to opt out yesterday, but the team responded very positively. And he will get that one point five million dollar additional for making the incentive for making the major league roster.
1: I'm happy. For, I'm happy Same. for Travis
0: Shaw. That was a guy that was really struggling with a lot of stuff, even outside of baseball, um,
1: with his last venture with the Brewers. And dare I say, I think if if Travis Shaw has a 2018, 2017, 18 type season, he could be the the real difference in the Brewers being a, look a legit man. team. Because I mean, look at it. Where are you missing players? You Third base. you have a catcher that's, if he bounces back, as a hitting catcher. You have P- Matty Pena is obviously the defensive catcher, and if he gives you anything hitting, that's a bonus. As long as uh, Omar Nervias continues to swing the bat somewhat like he is in spring, you're so much better at catcher. Yeah. If Keston Hira, uh, there's no way Keston Hira can have as many errors at first base as he did at second. Correct. It's nearly Because you're impossible. protecting him a bit,
0: but the thing is about his bat. That's the question, right?
1: but they haven't really had a legit first baseman since Jesus Aguilar had that one all-star year. And before that was Prince Fielder. So you can't imagine you're, you're, you're going to be better at first base. You bring in a gold glove, second baseman that can hit Colton Wong. He's a guy that can actually bat lead off. You're obviously becoming better at second base. Shortstop should be about the same. Depending on how Orlando Garcia plays. Then you look at the outfield. Your outfield is, uh, Lorenzo Cain, Jackie Bradley Jr., Christian Yelich, uh, Avisel Garcia, all guys that are going to have bounce backs or should at least be solid big league players, your one missing piece is a good third baseman. And if you get that 17-18 version the of Shaw, the Shaw could be the, the real reason to put this team over the edge. All right, I, um, I only have one of these a
0: month. And since Travis Shaw has made the roster reportedly, For the Milwaukee Brewers. I only do this once a month now. In 2020, I didn't do it once. In 2021, I said I was going to turn over a new leaf. I was going to do it once a month. I have not yet used my one apology in the month of March. I would like to formally and officially apologize for running a recall campaign for the mayor of Ding Dong City, Travis Shaw. We did recall him as the mayor of Ding Dong City. And I would like to officially and formally apologize to Travis Shaw for recalling you as the mayor of Ding Dong City. Now at the time, at the time it called for it, but just to clear the air, I know he's listening because everyone listens. I know he's listening. Travis, I'm glad that you've now made the roster. You got an additional $1.5 million. And I'd like to formally apologize for successfully running a recall campaign against you as the mayor. Of Ding Dong City. You know, the reappointed mayor of Ding Dong City. Rowdy, that's my one apology for March.
1: Yeah, and it's it's only, you only really half need to apologize just because you got him recalled. I just wanted
0: to, you know, start fresh. I wanted to start fresh, turn the page, you know, clean slate.
1: Signatures were verified and he's back. He's
0: back. Signatures have been verified. He's back. So, Travis, there is, there's my apology. I only do one a month. And that one goes to you, my brother. So, welcome back to the crew. I just love, love you.
1: I just love the attitude that he had coming into this season because you know he wasn't right in 2019. You could see it on his face. He, he had a lot of personal stuff he was going through. He was struggling at the plate. He had Mike Moustakas pushing him to second base. He wasn't consistently playing third base where he, when he came up playing. He had Kesson Hira breathing down his neck when he was moved to second base. He just had pretty much everything going against him, going against him, and he wasn't in that right uh Frame of mind. Of mind, yeah. And he goes to uh Toronto, well, technically Buffalo last year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays, but played
1: Yeah, they played in the States. And then uh, you know, had a little bit of a better season. New new place. Just a little bit of a change up. Now he's now he's back. Old now, friend.
0: Old friend, welcome back. Now there is some controversy here on Twitch.tv saying I already used up my apology in March. Now, forgive me because my short-term memory struggles sometimes. You'll have to correct me of what I used it for. I don't,
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say Travis, using it. Travis Shaw ends up uh, hitting 242 this season. Hell yeah. Take that. He'll have 21 home runs, and I'll go with uh, 58 RBIs. Love it, dude. Absolutely
0: love it. <laughs>